If it were easy to lose weight, we'd all be doing it, right? For anyone who's ever ventured down the weight loss path before, you know that it can be challenging. A comprehensive approach that includes lifestyle changes such as diet, exercise, and FDA-approved medications can be key to weight loss and better health. Sarah Bush Lincoln offers such a program with several options to fit individual needs. Today we're talking to Andrew McDevitt, advanced nurse practitioner, about the medical side of losing weight, including information on new medications to aid in weight loss. We'll be right back after this quick message. You have one new message. Hey Katie, this is Sarah Bush Lincoln and Matt Toon calling. We'd like to interview you. This is where you'll be treated like a rock star. This is where you'll soar. This is where your heart is leading you. This is where you'll find your purpose. Sarah Bush Lincoln, this is where you belong. Today's the day for you to make a difference. Apply online at sarahbush.org. Thank you for joining us for Health Styles, the podcast. This is your host, Lori Banks, and today we're talking about medical interventions for weight loss with Andrew McDevitt. He's an advanced nurse practitioner here at Sarah Bush Lincoln. Andrew, thanks for coming in on your day off to do this. Tell us a little bit about yourself and the scope of your practice. So I have been at Sarah Bush Lincoln for the last 10 years. Uh, I'm a family nurse practitioner here. Uh, I actually do primary care as well as medical weight management. Uh, over the last few years, I have really focused into the medical weight management. I actually have my certificate in obesity medicine through the American Academy of Nurse Practitioners. Um, and so what I do is I look at obesity and I try and treat it as a, a disease, which I believe that it is. And I help manage the chronic conditions that can be associated with obesity. Uh, of course, we know obesity is a pretty significant issue in our society and our nation today. So we're working to treat that to better the health of, you know, the entire population. Andrew, we've all heard that eating right and exercise are, of course, the keys to losing weight. But as many know out there, including myself, it's not always that simple. Sometimes it's just too hard to take this on yourself. So how do you help those patients kind of walk us through the process with the patient? So as I mentioned just a second ago, I treat uh, obesity like a disease. Uh, I treat it just like I would high blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol, what, whatever. I look at it in that same way. Because uh, to me, it's not just as simple as eat less and move more to lose weight. If it were that easy, everybody would be doing it. Uh, so we look at it in a different light. And I, I think that's part of it is kind of reforming the thinking on it. Uh, so we look at it and, you know, I look at physiological aspects of it. I look at environmental, I look at genetics. I also look at medications uh, and see if there's medications that could be potentially uh, leading to weight gain in these patients. So I take a look at that whole thing and then I start to develop a plan on how I can best help a patient. Now I talk about behavioral changes, lifestyle modifications, but I also talk about pharmacological management to help with, you know, bettering their overall life and then helping with, uh, uh, weight loss as well. So it's not just, oh, this person, they just choose to eat too much and they eat unhealthy. That's why they are the way they are. Yeah. So there's these, you know, pathophysiological aspects to it. So, you know, when we look at appetite, there are several things that go into appetite. 
When our body starts to lose weight, uh, a lot of times the body's thinking there's something wrong. We're not, you know, it's not supposed to to lose weight necessarily. It's not what our body's made up of or made to do. It's made to survive. So whenever we're starting to lose weight, guess what? The body fights against us a little bit. Uh, So you'll start to see the appetite go up to counteract that. A lot of times that's a, you know, innate response that nobody even realizes is happening. And then you're eating more without even realizing it. So you're, you're fighting against that. That's why we see this yo-yo constantly of, you know, weight going up, weight going down, et cetera. In addition to that, there's also disease processes that can worsen uh, weight, you know, or that can limit weight loss. Um, You you know, you can try and try and try to lose weight, but if the body's not working appropriately, it makes it really difficult for the body to be efficient in weight loss. So that's how I kind of look at everything. And I look at how to make this whole process more efficient. So you just said there are certain medical conditions that make it hard to lose weight or make people gain weight. Like what kinds of things would what kind of conditions would that be? Well, when you look at, um, you know, probably the most common that you hear about, you know, you think about hypothyroidism, uh, where the, uh, thyroid is not functioning appropriately. A lot of times that's, you know, treated, or that's something that people have dealt with for years. Uh, but maybe not necessarily known how that contributed to weight. Uh, now I'm not saying that, you know, hypothyroidism leads you to gain a hundred pounds, Uh, But what it can do is it can stimulate the appetite more, limit the energy and make your energy levels low to where, guess what? You're eating less or I'm sorry, you're eating more and you're moving less Um, because, you know, the the appetite's up, the energy levels down. So if we can treat that, it it helps us to make the body more efficient in weight loss. Uh, And that's one example. Now, we could go into diabetes as being a, uh, you know, issue vitamin D deficiency affecting energy levels. I mean, there's all... There's several different ways that uh, disease processes work against weight loss. And a lot of times it's the medications associated with those disease processes that will also work against weight loss. So who's the candidate or who's the patient that comes to see you and, and how do they come to see you? Can they just make an appointment? Do they need a referral? Is this for someone who's like, oh, I want to lose 15 pounds before my daughter's wedding? That is a, uh, that's a great question because uh, honestly, I see all sorts of patients. Uh, I see people that, like you said, you know, are, are struggling and trying to lose 15, 20, 30 pounds, uh, you know, because they know that they'll feel better. They'll be healthier to do that. And then I also see the other side of the spectrum where we have people that are in, you know, significantly higher classes of obesity and I'm trying to help them lose weight to better their overall health or better their, their longevity of their health. Um, so I, I see all sorts of patients to me, anybody is a candidate. Uh, I have, uh, you know, like I said, I have patients that literally are trying to lose 15 or 20 pounds, but it's the ones that have been stuck trying to lose that or have lost the same five pounds over and over again because they've gained it right back and then went back down. So I I see those patients as well. Uh, You don't have to be somebody that's in the higher classes of obesity in order to be seen. As far as how you uh, come into the program, there's a couple of ways. You can just call our office, which the number is 217 217- 
828-4961 and ask to be seen in the weight management program by me, or you can have a referral from your primary care provider uh, or you know your other providers, your orthopedic providers, your women's health providers, whoever, uh, to send this over uh, to, to our clinic and have that referral place, and then we'll contact you and get you scheduled. Uh, but that, that's the, you know, either way is fine, and both of them are pretty easy to um, get into the clinic. Okay. We're going to talk a little bit more about the different programs that are available here at Sarah Bush Lincoln, but I want to talk a little bit about prescription medications. So they have been on the, there have been prescription and over-the-counter medications for weight loss have been on the market for years and things have changed over the years. So let's talk about what's changed in this area and what um, medications are available today that you're prescribing. Well, the newest ones uh, over the last few years uh, would be in the GLP-1 drug class, which is glucagon-like peptide. Now, initially, these medications were created as diabetic medications. But like with a lot of other medications, they start using them and then they realize, oh, it's good for that, but it's also good for you know X, Y, and Z. With these medications for diabetes, they found that it's great to help with controlling blood sugar, but then, wow, look at how much weight they help people lose. So they started testing these in non-diabetic patients and realized that these are some of the best weight loss medications on the market. The two newest ones, uh, the newest one would be a medication called Wegovi, and the generic name for that is semaglutide. And then there's also Saxenda, which is the generic name for that is Liraglutide. Now, both of those are used in the diabetic population as diabetes medications. But again, they can also be used as weight loss medications, and they do have that indication through the FDA. Both of these medications are injections. Um, one of them is once a week. The other one's a daily injection. But what they do is they do a couple of different things. They hold food in the stomach longer or delay gastric emptying. So that helps that helps with our satiety. That helps us feel fuller longer. Uh, but then they also work on the brain to help limit the appetite and cravings. So it makes it easier to you know feel fuller and then not eat as much because those things are limited. Uh, so those are some of the newer medications, and especially Wegovy or semaglutide used for weight loss. Uh, that just actually came out in summer of 2021. Um, we also look at, there's medications like Qsemia, which is a combination medication. Uh, that is uh, fentermine and topiramate combined. Um, each one of those kind of acts a little bit differently, but they work very well, well together. Uh, they, they work in a synergistic fashion. Fentermine is a sympanthomimetic uh, that works in the sympathetic nervous system. And what that does is that helps limit the appetite. It also does um, initiate a little bit of that fight or flight response there. So it helps work in that pathway. Now, I'm not saying people are going to want to fight or fly all the time, but that is what helps limit the appetite a little bit. In addition to that, then topiramate, uh, it actually helps to limit cravings and um more specifically, carbohydrate cravings. Uh, in fact, with topiramate, there's a lot of times that carbs can taste bad. I've had a lot of patients that have came to me after taking topiramate, and I actually had one who came to me and said that they were mad at me whenever they came in. And I did not know why, but I asked them why, and they said because they like these little lemon cake bites that they always used to eat, and that was something they couldn't stay away from. And after taking the topiramate, uh, it started to taste like pine saw. So they weren't interested in that anymore. So it, it, it's a medication that can actually, you know, 
change some of the taste so, so it's not nearly as desirable for you. When we look at Contrave, uh, Contrave, which is another combo medication, it's bupropion and naltrexone. That's a medication that works on the norepinephrine and dopamine receptors. And kind of the hypothesis there on how that medication works is that it limits the reward of eating. So whenever we eat something that tastes good, of course, we have a reward from that. So it's not necessarily that it's limiting the appetite or, or it's, it's, you know, driving down cravings. But whenever we do eat something, we don't nearly have that fulfillment like what we, you know, we, we experience whenever we eat something good. Uh, so it does limit that. And then therefore, in turn, it's not nearly something that we want to you know, binge eat and continue on. So those are just some of the medications that are that are out there. There are a few more that are out there that, you know, maybe aren't nearly as effective or some of the side effect profiles are not easy to deal with. Uh, but those are some of the medications that, that I utilize. And I, of course, I specialize that in the appointments meeting with patients. You know, I look at their health history. I look at what would be indicated and what would not. Um, you know, and I see which pathway we could go down pharmacologically that would be the most beneficial to them. So how long are people on these medications and what happens when they go off? That's a good question. I get asked that a lot. So a lot of it is kind of dependent on how the patient does. Now, there's a lot of research that goes into weight loss, go, you know, goes into obesity and, and, you know, this constant roller coaster that people are on of losing weight and then gaining it back. And as I mentioned earlier, the body's kind of fighting against us. Whenever I look at these medications, I look at it just like I would a blood pressure medication, for example. So if I were to give a blood pressure medication, let's say I gave somebody lisinopril and their blood pressure got to 120 over 80, it was in the ideal range. I would not anticipate that if I continued to give you lisinopril, your blood pressure would whittle away down to nothing, okay? Um, I do anticipate that it's going to help you get to a certain point and then maintain. I look at the weight loss medications the same way. Um, they are, you know, going to help you to lose, but then they might help you maintain that weight loss. And the studies show that the longer we're able to keep that weight off, it allows our body to somewhat reset and get to a point where we're not, the body's not necessarily fighting against itself to, you know, continue to lose weight or maintain that weight loss. So, like I said, you know, if we keep on taking this medication, I don't, or any of these medications, I don't anticipate that you'll whittle away down to nothing and continue to lose and lose and lose and lose. It might get to a certain point and then help us maintain, which is where you can continue to work on your lifestyle habits, your exercise habits, you know, your diet, those kind of things to help maintain that weight loss long term. I have some people that will be on some of these medications for a shorter term uh, and have lost and, you know, continue to maintain the weight loss. I have some people that have been on them a little bit longer term, a year, maybe even into two years. And, you know, that's kind of the goal is to keep that weight off as long as possible. You know, for example, some of these medications, as I mentioned, are used for diabetes. So if I have somebody that's a diabetic, these are medications we can use long term to help continue to maintain their, their blood glucose levels as well as maintaining their weight loss. So there's not really a defined answer to how long. As far as will people gain weight whenever they come off of these medications? Again, that's kind of an individualized question. 
if I have somebody that's came in and they've utilized some of these medications, let's say for, let's say for a year and they've, they've lost a good amount of weight and they've kept it off over that time frame, they may be, they might be, you know, somebody that has, has honed these habits over the last year and honed their lifestyle to where they're able to keep most of that weight off, even in coming off of the medications. And what I'll usually do is I'll taper downward on them. I don't necessarily just cut it off, but I taper downward on them if it's something that's, that, you know, patients want to come off of. And then we see, you know, we just kind of see what happens. We see if they're gaining more, if they're staying about the same and we evaluate, you know, what's working lifestyle wise. Is there something that's been a significant struggle for you? How can we help with that? And we just kind of go piece by piece. So I know that's probably not a perfect answer for the question, but it is a very individualized approach. Okay. So you had said that, you know, this medication, while it's a great help, it's it's not the only answer. You also have a nutrition component and an, an exercise component. Those are key to success. That's the weight or the lifestyle changes that you mentioned. So talk about how those areas are incorporated um, into this weight loss plan for your patients. So at Sarah Bush, we obviously have our uh, Center for Healthy Living Fitness Center here. And now I, I do want to differentiate in order to be part of, you know, the medical weight management program, it's not a requirement that you're a member of the fitness center or vice versa. Uh, you don't have to be a member of, you know, my medical weight management program and seeing me to be a member of the center for healthy living fitness program or the medical exercise program. But we do have that option. Uh, we have a four month long program and they have a couple of different programs that they could, uh, get into at some point, whenever they, they talk to you, but they have a couple of different options where they have medical guided exercise and they have exercise specialists. And then they also have a program that involves the dietitian as well, where you can literally learn how to make some of these lifestyle changes. Listen, I get it. Going into a uh, going into a gym is kind of intimidating, especially if it's not something you've ever done before. Uh, but in this setting, you know, we're we're literally writing a prescription for exercise. So we have patients that are coming in, all sorts of patients, you know, all the way up to greater than you know eighty five years old, all the way down to you know eighteen year olds. But they go in and they're learning from our exercise specialists here on how to exercise and how to exercise towards weight loss and then also maintenance of that weight loss. Then you mentioned the dietitian. The dietitian, uh, we do have a Center for Healthy Living dietitian here, and I can actually refer to uh, her individually, and she does a great job, again, trying to help you be more efficient in those lifestyle changes. You know, the, she's trying to help hone in on the dietary component components maybe that are, are weaker or that are, you know, causing all the struggles. One of the things that I say about any of these medications is all of these are just tools. They're just tools to help us be more efficient in the lifestyle changes. You know, I, and the example that I like to give is that I could climb onto a roof and I could use a hammer and nail and hammer in every shingle on its own. Uh, you know, that's going to take me a long time time to do. It's going to be tough. I'm probably going to mess up. Theoretically, could it get done? Yeah, it could get done, but it's not going to be very much fun. 
or I could use a nail gun and I could be far more efficient. I could be quicker and, you know, I'm not probably not going to mess up as much. And there's a, there's a higher likelihood that I'm going to get that done. Well, to me, I look at these medications and I say, this is our nail gun. This is what helps us be more efficient in these process of our lifestyle changes. They make it easier to control our appetite. You know, they make it easier to make some of these choices. So that's why, you know, the exercise component, the, the dietary component are very, very important in this because these lifestyle modifications have to be there. Andrew, let's talk about some success stories that you've had with your patients. Well, there's a few that come to mind. Uh, I know in our most recent Health Styles magazine, we had one about a patient who had lost, I think it was nearly 70 pounds uh, over the course of the last year. And in that article, she talks about, you know, some of the little things that Honestly, I wouldn't have necessarily thought of. She talked about, you know, being able to put on regular shoes and tie them, whereas she had been wearing uh, Crocs before. And, uh, you know, I mean, little things like that, being able to come up the stairs here at our appoint at our office instead of using the elevator. Again, things that I hadn't necessarily thought about. But that's just, you know, she was a younger person. She didn't have a lot of, you know, significant health issues, but she was able to lose a, a significant amount of weight. Uh, I have, you know, several younger people that have, have lost weight and have improved their long-term health, you know, hopefully preventing them from getting some of these chronic illnesses or chronic diseases that are associated with obesity. But then I'm also seeing older patients or, or patients that have a more significant health history. And I can think of one offhand. There was a gentleman who came and saw me who is a diabetic. And his hemoglobin A1C, which is a measure of your average blood sugar over the previous three-month period, uh, it was in the double digits pretty consistently. He was at 10 or greater on a pretty consistent basis every time it was checked. And what we did is we made some changes to his medications and, you know, obviously talked about lifestyle things and talked about some dietary things. He saw our dietitian as well to talk him through not only how to eat as a diabetic, but also how to, um, you know, eat for weight loss and helping to help, you know, lose weight over time. And he's lost about 35 pounds or so, and he's done very, very well. And he's very pleased. In fact, he told me just the other day, whenever we were talking that he's not been this weight in since 1999. So we're talking, you know, 20, uh, 23 years. And in addition to that, his most recent hemoglobin A1C was under 6.5. Uh, so, I mean, he had a four, almost a four point drop in his hemoglobin A1C. So his average blood sugars are now, you know, running in the range of 120 or, a, you know, 125, 130, as opposed to when they were running 250, you know, 280 or so. Um, so overall he feels so much better. So, you know, I mean, I've seen the aspects of weight loss, which are great. And don't get me wrong. We know that that's going to help long-term and, and it makes people feel better immediately, but we've also seen the, the improvement in other aspects. I've seen people that have came off of blood pressure medications, you know, things like that, that's things that they didn't even think were possible, but because of that weight loss, they were able to do So it, It's been, it's been fantastic to see some of the success stories over the last couple of years. That's great to hear. Andrew, as we wrap up, let's talk about what advice do you have for someone who's thinking about, you know, I need to make some changes and improve my health by losing weight? Well, the advice that I would give is that, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be 
losing 100, 150 pounds. It doesn't have to be that big number. And a lot of times that, you know, people look that and, and that kind of stares them in the face. And that's something that they're like, oh gosh, well, I can't do that. And, and they get nervous about it. Something even as little as a five to 10% weight loss shows clinical significance. Um, so, you know, it can be, it doesn't have to be those big numbers. Something like a five to 10% weight loss can help improve hypertension, help improve diabetes, help improve hyperlipidemia, help, you know, some of these chronic diseases. So start, that's my advice. Start somewhere. You don't have to have that, you know, the big weight loss and have that end game in mind. Start with a small goal, you know, whether it's, whether it's, you know, just trying to lose five pounds, guess what? That's going to be beneficial to you. You know, five pounds, a lot of times will turn into 10, turn into 15, turn into 20. And then you're starting to see overall, you know, every aspect of your health starting to improve. Um, the other thing that I would say is don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, you know, most of the people that I've seen, they come to me and they say, I've, you know, I've tried everything. I've tried all these different diets. I've tried all these different, you know, programs. I've tried online things. I've tried over the counter medications or over the counter supplements, you know, whatever. Don't be afraid to come and ask for help because there's more to it than that. Like I said earlier, if it was just as simple as, you know, eat less and move more, everybody would be doing it. Uh, so, you know, please, you know, contact us. Uh, we'll start on a path. We'll figure something out. We'll look at what's going to work best for you, but start somewhere. You have to be willing to take that first step and, uh, you know, maybe even step out of your comfort zone a little bit. Uh, guess what? You don't grow very often if you don't step out of your comfort zone. So let's step out and let's make that step towards bettering your overall health. And then, you know, I guarantee you that, you know, six months, a year down the road, you're going to be like, wow, I'm so glad that I took that first step. That was well said, Andrew. Thank you so much. It was great to talk to you today. Thank you. I appreciate it. As Andrew mentioned, Sarah Bush Lincoln offers a comprehensive weight loss management program, which is housed at the Center for Healthy Living, located at the main campus of Sarah Bush Lincoln. Andrew sees patients at the Sarah Bush Lincoln Medical Clinic, which is located on the second floor. For those interested in exercise and nutrition, the Center for Healthy Living, located on the first floor, offers a four-month program that includes personal training and nutrition therapy. Both programs and the staff work together to provide the best options for patients. For more information, visit sarahbush.org or call 217-238-4961 for more details. Thanks for listening and we hope you'll join us again.